0: listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peas, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shujai.
2: Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai, and I'm a certified animal behavior consultant through the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. But exactly what does that mean? Now, that brings me to my rant of the week. In the best of all possible worlds, our animal friends bring nothing but joy. Dogs play fetch, get along with other pets, and they never raid the trash. They're born knowing how to walk on a leash, take treats without nipping, and they never bark at the mailman. Ha! (laughs) In reality, dog-loving owners can have unrealistic expectations. Few of us speak dog. Well, at least not without some practice. And people easily misunderstand normal pet behaviors. Owners give up. And then these socially inept canines end up in shelters. Yet dog training can be easy and fun. And literally can save your dog's life and your relationship. Plus, there are pros out there. Able and willing to help you help your dog be the great companion he was meant to be. Now my guest today on the show is Kamala Gray Nelson, who specializes in dog training especially for women. I'm real curious to find out how that's different. Kamala grew up on this dairy farm in Petaluma, California, and while other girls her age were playing with their friends and having tea parties with dollies, Kamala was catching cows to ride, figuring out how to gather eggs without being pecked by the hens, and teaching her ponies tricks. In fact, most of her friends growing up had four legs, not two. Boy, that sounds familiar. I think we have a lot in common. So come, sit, stay, and we'll be right back with Kamala Gray-Nelson after these messages.
1: Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right, didn't pass one of my pet co-certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code PEEVES10, P-E-E-V-E-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com.
0: Best Bets for Pets Every week Only on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Let's Talk Pets On PetLifeRadio.com We know you're foaming at the mouth To get back to pet peeves So here's Amy With some more Tail-tying, fur-flying fun
2: Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio, and please help me welcome Kamala Gray-Nelson, the dog talk diva. Kamala has a bachelor's degree in science from California State Polytechnic University. She also holds professional memberships in the International Association of Canine Professionals and National Association of Dog Obedience Instructors. Welcome to the show, Kamala.
0: My pleasure, Amy.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Now, I always like to ask my guest, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. What dogs, what other critters share your love and your heart right now?
0: Well, besides the many thousands of dogs that come through my boarding and training facility here at Derrydale Canine, I live with, as you do, dogs and cats. I have um, three dogs, three cats, Oh, my
2: goodness. And three horses. I must like the number three. Oh, well, you know, threes are a very lucky number, I think. Oh, good. Well, Kamala, tell us, how did you get into the training business? Now, I know that you said you grew up, you know, playing with uh, or, or interacting with animal friends. And, you know, my mom said the same thing, that when I grew up, I wasn't going to have babies. I was going to have puppy dogs and kitty cats. And, you know, our parents really know it. So how did you get into the training business? Well, I didn't
0: plan it. I went to graduate school to be a business leader.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But on the side, I raised dogs, showed dogs, did competitive obedience, did breedering, competition. And every litter of puppies that were born to my dogs, as a responsible dog breeder, I included a free obedience course because I knew how to train dogs, and then people started asking me to train dogs, and I didn't know those people, and I decided, well, maybe I should charge a little money for my time, and one thing led to another, and now it's full-time, it's what I do, the thing that makes it so easy for me and effective for my clients is because I do understand, I think, the animal mind and the social realities of dogs, what they listen to, what they don't, what to do and what not to do, because I take my lessons from Mother Nature herself, who is my original teacher.
2: Well, you know, Kamala, that brings me to my next question. There are a lot of experts, well, self-proclaimed experts out there doing dog training. And, you know, how do responsible pet parents know who is Somebody they can trust. What is IACP? What is NADOI? And how do you achieve professional membership standing in these? Is that something people can look at and look for?
0: Oh, absolutely. But those memberships aren't important. Do not necessarily look for memberships with your potential trainer. Look for your dog's reaction to that trainer. Does your dog feel comfortable with that trainer? Is that trainer compassionate? Is that trainer sensitive? And is that trainer effective for your dog? That's really what you go by. Letters mean nothing. Letters mean nothing.
2: Well, how would a dog owner judge that their dog is comfortable with a trainer then? What kind of body language should they watch for?
0: Tail wagging. Not. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty obvious to people what body language is, but maybe not. Um, uh, shivering, slinking, hiding in the corner, tail tucked, that's probably not so good. But, but that, again, that can be a result of that dog's basic personality, too. So it is um, working with the trainer, seeing the trainer work through certain questions that you have, issues that you have, see what comes out the other end in front of your very eyes. Yes, if the dog is happily responding, bright-eyed, and looking up at the trainer, that's a, that's a really good sign. When a dog looks up at the trainer or at you and not away, that's telling you in nature's way that that dog has found its leader. And it's just drawn to that strength and to that quietude.
2: Okay, well you specialize in dog training for women. How is that different than just plain old dog training?
0: It is very different. Uh, And I base this on, uh, I've been training dogs. Exclusively for 23 years now, over ten, well over 10,000 dogs, 20,000 clients. So certain patterns emerge, you know, in that time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and typically, number one, women would be coming to me with their issues. And number two, women had the hardest time being taken seriously by their dog. Number one, dogs as a cultural, as a species, are expecting male leadership because in their society, it is always a male that leads the large family pack, you know, in a human-free world, right? And so we as women lack physical size and strength to have that nonverbal gravitas of leadership and power from, you know, out of the box. So women have to pull from other leadership skills that do not rely on size and strength. The biggest issue women have with their daughters. Do- many of them, they become too emotional, and specifically too emotional in a frustrated way. And for the animal, and I'll I'll speak dogs in particular, but this is true for all social group mammals, emotional outbursts are not seen as a sign of strength. It's just the opposite. Emotional outbursts are seen in the animal world as signs of weakness, The true leaders in the animal world, and we'll speak dogs, the alpha, the true alpha dog, is not the barker. It's not the fighter. It's not the lunger and the the noisy, over-aggressive type. That is so not the real leader. The real leader is the quiet dog who keeps his feelings and his emotions to himself, is focused. Direct knows exactly what he's going what boundaries he 's going to set and sets them efficiently and quietly because he avoids confrontation almost at all costs. Confrontation for an alpha dog is the last last method
2: well, I think that 's true because it, it you know socially and and physically that can be a very damaging thing can potentially cause not only social and emotional harm, but physical harm. That's not a productive, efficient use of the social system. And I've, I will often say, I think we are in agreement there, that the ones that are causing, the, you know, the dogs that are causing the problems and yappy and all of that are kind of the middle management dogs. The ones that are on top, they have nothing to prove. They already know their place.
0: That's right. That's right. And the parallels, of course, between our own human life and that of the dog because, you know, we're all animals at the core. It's quite profound, but that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> but, but keeping in mind that to get a dog to listen to you, to truly listen to you, you must emote a natural power. The natural power is not aggressive. It is not intimidating. It is simply quiet, direct, and effective. And some, you know, real key little things that send a big message that I help my, my women clients with. But it is their biggest, biggest issue is the sounding frustrating, starting to get that crabby mom voice that comes <laughs> along when the dog doesn't do something the first time. Get rid of that because you are going down the wrong path there. And not only ineffective paths, but if you want to get bitten by a dog, uh-huh. you start doing that. <laughs> you start doing that, and you're going to end up in the emergency room. <laughs> Keep a smile on your face. Your serenity is your power.
2: Well, I think it's interesting also you you mentioned that that in dog society that it's the male or it's the strength. It's not always necessarily the largest animal. No. Uh, I mean, in my household, I have a, an 85-plus pound German shepherd and the 7-pound Siamese wannabe rules because she is so effective in her place. She's the eldest. She knows, and of course, cat-dog dynamics are a whole other show also. Know, yes. But <laughs> yes, I mean, it, you don't have to be a football player in order to... Emote strength and leadership. I think that's absolutely true.
0: Absolutely not. It has more to do with mental attitude, posture, eye contact, and things like owning your space.
2: Yes. Owning things.
0: Animals work non-verbally. And most people that, that, that come to be surprised with their animal's behavior, it wasn't new behavior. That behavior started long ago, but because it is so subtle, people miss it. And they only notice behaviors that were allowed to develop over time under the fold, I call it, you know, <laughs> under the fold, below the surface, and come to an animal behavior for help when that behavior becomes so large it's, it's no longer deniable.
2: Okay, well, that takes me to another question that I had on my list here. How important is it, then, to teach puppies? I mean, puppies, they build puppies cute so they will get away with murder. But, I mean, you want to teach boundaries from the beginning. So how early do you recommend owners start with that new fur kid?
1: The first
0: hour they're home. (laughs) Okay. Early enough. Yes, the first hour they're home. As the mother does. The mother dog sets the boundaries for her baby. Now, remember, I've bred dogs for many years. So I've watched this play out over and over. The mother dog will set a boundaries for her puppies, even before they're weaned. And she will let them know where they can and cannot be, how hard they can bite and not bite. Yes. You know, when she wants to own her own food and not share. So this is nothing new to the
2: puppy coming home to you. So is it ever too late to train? That old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's kind of a fallacy.
0: However, you move into an area where if a dog has never had boundaries, then that dog has been led to believe, just by circumstance, that they are the boss. The only dog in the dog pack without boundaries is the top dog. Mm. So if a dog has never been given boundaries, there is a likelihood that that dog starts to believe that he or she is the top dog. And then when you introduce a boundary... You really do need to work with a professional because what if you set a boundary and that dog thinks you insubordinate? You know, some dog aggression is disciplinary. Absolutely. It's, how dare you discipline me? Who do you think you are? (laughs) So you have to really work with a professional. Someone who understands dog psychology takes that quiet but effective approach can read your dog. What if your dog has a huge ego? You cannot. You cannot go in there and emasculate a dog with a huge ego because he's going to give it right back to you. (laughs) And yet you can cleverly take that dog off his pedestal before he knows that he's doing exactly what you wanted and you are in charge. And he goes... What happened here? But I like it.
2: (laughs) Well, on that note, we're going to take a brief break and we will continue our conversation with Kamala Gray Nelson after messages from these sponsors.
1: Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Peeves, P-E-E-V-E-S, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 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 (laughs) PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. (laughs) So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun.
2: We're back and speaking today with Kamala Gray Nelson, who runs Dairy Dell Canine Center. This is a Northern California doggy dude ranch and training center. Her services range from daycare and boarding to training classes and even herding activities. She says that using her natural Dairy Dell method, Kamala and her staff have trained more than nine thousand dogs and their owners from all over the United States. So, Kamla, tell listeners about Dairydale Canine Center and what exactly is a doggy dude ranch? What can they expect? Well, you know, you're
0: <laughs> Dude ranches, Amy. Well, we have everything here because I do live on a 120-acre farmer dairy ranch of my family, which I've now converted from cows to canines, and uh, dogs can come for the full you know, farm experience. Remember, I'm just about an hour north of San Francisco and County and you know, the city and the congestion and the, the cars, and this is like a nirvana up here for dogs. They get fresh air, room to run. And they can go swimming in our saltwater pool, they can go to our dog park, they can herd sheep, they can walk by the horses and the cows. It's a really fun experience for dogs. But the core and the heart of Dairy Dale is our training, because that was my background. I just expanded and expanded my business four years ago into boarding. Mostly it was always board and train, helping owners, helping dogs. Achieve success and, and, and peaceful lives together. So that is my uh, expertise. I also do for the clients out of the area. I do phone consultations as well. So I maintain a separate website, mydogtalkdiva.com website, where clients that want to talk dog with me directly can just click on the you know the contact the diva button. But on the blog, I will have many articles about dogs and training from the woman's perspective. How to manage your household when, you know, there's the kids in the house and the dogs. Oh, my. We have a lot on our plates as women. And I think, really, to our credit, that is one of the things that tips that emotional scale for many women and gets them frustrated because they've got so many plates in the air. I offer... Practical advice. Most of my advice is not about sit and stay. Living with a dog and having a dog be well behaved is not about commands. It's about
2: boundaries. Well, and I think it's interesting also because you talk about you know the dog training and and consulting with the owners. And in my experience, training the dog is the easiest part of the equation. It's training the owner to train. And when you have a woman who is balancing kids and spouse and work and all of this maybe she buys in but the kids don't if you've got you know you have teenagers who are testing their boundaries too doing all of that together and getting everybody on the same page there's a real trick to that
0: there is a trick to that and my specialty is is working out for each client a plan a one two three four five plan for each day to organize your day with the dog, with the kids, whatever your situation is, I try to distill it down to bullet points for the client. And that having a plan alone is a stress reducer, I think. It is for me.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, just floating around and saying, oh, my gosh, now what the heck do I do is, I mean, the blood pressure rises just thinking about that. But if you can say, Okay, just this step and then that step and one step at a time instead of this enormous 365-day year that's out in front of you. Oh, my goodness.
0: Exactly. And, you know, the key to to managing craziness, especially (laughs) with a dog, is sometimes more about management than it is about training.
2: Well, who all works at the center? You mentioned staff. How many people do you have on staff, and how have they been trained?
0: Well, I have divisions. I've got the training staff. And I have the kennel staff, the office (laughs) staff. In five years, I went from self-employed to 20
2: employees. Oh, my gosh.
0: I have no stress. (laughs) (laughs) So my training staff has been all trained by me. I hire dog-savvy women with no training experience because the Derrydale method of training in this natural way is so unique it shouldn't be because it's nature herself, but it is. And I want to know that every dog is trained exactly the same way whether or not I'm there or gone. And so that has worked beautifully. And each dog is trained by multiple people so they don't associate only one figure as their leader. And most importantly, in the dog training school where people bring their dogs, We do group classes as well, but I'm speaking the board and train. Most of our time, and this this calls back to what you were saying earlier, Amy, most of my time is spent training the owners on the weekends. That's Mm -hmm. when the owners come. We put them together with their dog, teach them what the dog already knows, and work on their communication skills. Stop yelling, stop bending, (laughs) (laughs) stop grabbing, (laughs) stop overreacting. Just calm yourself down. Here's what you do. See how much better that worked.
2: So what exactly is the Derrydale method?
0: It is a method of training dogs the way way animals train themselves. Going back to that calmness that I talked about, the calmness of the boundaries, the don't walk ahead of me because in in nature, the dog that wants to take the lead position in the group will always take the lead position in the lineup going towards... An item of mutual interest, let's say, whether it's the frisbee that was thrown, or the you know the deer that's running, or the or the next twenty feet on the sidewalk. Teaching people how to own their space, set their boundaries, stand up, eye contact, and we don't do a we don't do a lot of sit command. We I'll tell you something. Over the years, you learn even when you. have you know, been at it as many years as I have. You always learn new things, which is wonderful about life, isn't it? Oh, sure. Wonderful. I rarely use sit anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> when sit is a substitute for, oh, honey, we don't do that. <laughs> the dog doesn't understand what we don't do, they just know sit. So anyway, I, do- I digress. <laughs> the message is all about nature's way. That's exactly what it is.
2: Well, what are some of the most common behavior complaints that you hear as a dog expert? What are people asking you to fix for them?
0: Well, there's always the big three. (laughs) Jumping, pulling, and not coming when called. Okay. go on everyone's goal list. Jumping, pulling, and not coming when called. Those are are the big three. But the overreaching, the overriding comment I get, especially from women, is my dog doesn't listen to me.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Selective hearing they hear it over and, over and 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 over, and why should they I mean it becomes this background noise It's
0: not even that I mean it is that a little bit, but moreover, it is because the animal, the dog as an animal, because it's a social a social mammal, you know most important thing to a dog is they want organizational clarity, meaning what's the organizational chart in this family, and who's driving and where do I sit? they will listen as a as an animal with animal instincts, animal survival instincts. They will tend to listen and pay attention to only a perceived higher ranking member of their social group and they will ignore even distance themselves from a lower ranking member because in their in their primordial, you know, instinct, their gut instinct, those lower ranking members are lower ranking because maybe they're they're not as smart, they're not as big, they're weaker, they're slower. Those are the animals in the real animal world that would be the prey for the predator. If you're hanging around with them, you your dessert. So if the dog doesn't pay attention to you, don't take it personally. Just become more of a leader for that dog. And then, miraculously, the dog is going to actually start paying attention. And one of the ways that you become a leader is to say something once. Yes. And then, follow through, I call it the, what did Mama just say? <laughs> <laughs> and your, pow- your power is in your follow through. It is not in punishment. My goodness. The power is in the
2: follow through. Because
0: the dog is is viewing you saying, can you make me? <laughs> I you know. know. like a teenager.
2: <laughs> I know it is. It's like uh, my shepherd uh, when he was... Ten weeks old, I had him on TV. He was doing puppy push-ups, you know, sits-downs, down, sits sits-downs, whatever. And, you know, he knew all of this stuff, cold going in. And then he hit that juvenile delinquent stage when it was like, Yeah, Mom, make me. Exactly. <laughs> and it gets to exactly. the point, yeah, and it's to the point, Well, no, I don't have to make you, but, you know, if you don't do it, then there are consequences. You know, you don't get to go out and play. No, I have opposable thumbs. I can open the door or not. And it's just kind of that, who is in control here? And I think a lot of what I hear you saying is people say, the dog doesn't listen to me, but what they aren't doing, they aren't communicating in the way the dog understands either. And a lot of it is this silent body language in control, not natter, natter, natter stuff.
0: That's exactly right. Control of yourself. Again, I always say, your serenity is your power. So just stay close. It's very Zen-like, actually. You stay all self-controlled and follow through. It, because really, the, you know, the best advice I have for people, stay serene, plan your follow-through. If you can't follow through, don't ask in the first place. Oh, excellent advice. And make, But the most important, make them glad they did it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. We, we both know. A dog, I don't care how well they're trained, a dog's only going to do what they enjoy. Oh, yeah. Period. Don't shoot the messenger. That's just dogs. If you haven't made giving up what they wanted to do, worth it. You right. get a one-time pony, you know. And, and the next time you ask, they're going to go, no, that wasn't fun for me last time, so forget <laughs>
2: it. <laughs> okay, Kamala, we're almost out of time. So before we go, give us again websites. How can How, we find you?
0: The, the um, For my training blog and consultations, it's dogtalkdiva.com. And to view my website, my training facility website and learn all about Dell and how we train and what we do, it's DairyDell.com. And that's spelled D-A-I-R-Y, like dairy, and Dell, D-E-L-L, like farmer in the Dell, dot DairyDell.com.
2: Great. Well, I'll make sure that those are on your guest page so folks can find you. But we we are out of time. I would like to thank Kamala Gray Nelson and the producers for making pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio for the next installment of What Hisses You Off. Email me suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up petliferadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. Oh, and don't forget you can subscribe to the free Pet Peeves newsletter available at Shajai.com. Woofs and wags until next time, and I hope your dog already has impeccable canine manners. After all, you don't want your dogs to get peeved.
1: That's it! You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not gonna take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick.